Hey team, just before we get into this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind, I want to give a small little shout out to, well I don't want to give a small shout out, I want to give a huge, humongous, giant shout out to the team at floatculture.co.nz. Look, floatculture.co.nz is New Zealand's premium floating service. If you've never heard the word floating, then let me explain it to you a little bit. You hop in this, okay, back up a bit, it's like living inside a womb. It's like living inside a womb. You're weightless. You 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 are in darkness. You can't hear anything, and your brain. You would think your brain turns off, but let me tell you something. When you provide the scenario for your brain to turn on, that's exactly what happens. You know, vivid realizations of of deep meditation and all that kind of stuff. So look, you should float every single week maybe every single day float culture are professionals they can explain it better than i can all you have to do is jump on floatculture.co.nz from novice floaters to you know floater floaters float culture will float your boat they will give you the service it's 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 it's, i don't even know what to say i don't even know how do you talk about something that's so amazing how do you talk about that what i recommend is you sometimes you just have to try it you just have to try floating. Visit floatculture.co.nz, book in your float, go in the weightless tank, turn your brain on, and explode your mind, and mind blow your own mind. Floatculture.co.nz. Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. I want to say hello and thank you for joining me on this podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I hope you enjoy the podcast. The podcast is called Please Blow My Mind for a reason. It's got two things in the title. One, manners, <laughs> something that is vastly being kind of forgotten in this modern fast-paced world. And two, it's got the idea of expanding our mindset, getting out of our bubble. And that's and that's what I'm trying to do for myself. And, and hopefully for you, by having conversations with interesting people about different topics, I just want us to acknowledge that life is, life is hard. Life is full of the dark and light. Life is most of us trying to just balance that in the middle somewhere. And it feels like in this world, you've got to pick your team. Here on the podcast, we don't pick a team. We try and talk about ideas. We share ideas. We'd be brave enough to acknowledge that the world is not a chicken nugget. It's not a conglomerate of bad chemicals brought together and then voted as the world's favorite food. This podcast is about having your meats, having your veggies, having a balance in life. And, and I hope you really enjoy it because I am really enjoying having these conversations. If you're super new here, I'm in the Fortress. It's a caravan that I fundraised and, and now it's a podcast studio that I'm inviting people on and in to come and blow our minds. If you're part of the fabric around here, thank you again for joining me. It's a, it's a real privilege and an honor to have you here and I don't take it for granted each and every one of you who download and share and listen to the podcast is exactly is exactly just blowing my mind every week just can't get over the fact that we can now live in a world of technology that allows a dude to be podcasting from his caravan for the world and that's a pretty cool that's a pretty cool antidote to all of the bad stuff on social media you know that that's a fair deal you know there's some horrible crap and we all know the trolls and all that kind of stuff on social media 
but we also have this this amazing technology that shares us that connects us that allows each other to blow each other's minds boom okay team this week i talked to a bunker expert from my time in germany his name is georg siebelich and he is a bunker expert like he's an engineer by day and by night he kind of uncovers old bunkers and looks what's inside them and shares them with the world and we have a conversation about not just bunkers but but the whole kind of the whole system of remembering the past you know a bunker is a good metaphor for for our modern world it's like that's underground and it's sometimes forgotten but it played its part in history and and Georg is interesting because for him understanding bunkers is 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 something kind of deep and meaningful you know a lot of the men died in the war the German guys and and what happened after the war is the infrastructure on land was so destroyed that they that the women and kids had to move underground and that's interesting because I mean imagine living underground as a kid he remembers going with his grandfather to the bunkers to collect rent and I think that's that's something that's something that um or rent off the of the women and children that were living there and I think that's something just interesting it's interesting because we only think of bunkers uh, in the realm of death and destruction but they also played their part in, in life and, and those are the baby boomers that grew up to to contribute to Germany being a, a really kind of well one of the world's most powerful economies right so there's there's it's very complicated and it's very interesting and I look forward to bringing you this chat with Georg um, yeah I think that's it let's get into it uh, what else has been going on no nothing too much just planning heaps of conversations back at work on the hustle and grind um, podcasting my little cotton socks off and, and it feels good and it feels very good okay team enjoy this week's episode and I want to thank you one more time for joining me on the podcast and blowing my mind we live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Georg, just want to thank you for joining me on the podcast. I also want to just acknowledge quickly where we are. We're in Mannheim in the middle of winter. Mm -hmm. You've offered your time mm -hmm. to me. Um, actually, we brought a sandwich for you, but you haven't eaten it yet. Mm -hmm. So you must be very hungry, so we'll make this podcast <laughs> quick. Um, can you just explain to the audience just a little bit about what your role is with Mannheim Tours? Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of... It's a, it's a hobby for you, but we've had a quick chat before we started recording. It's actually a passion for you, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's a passion. So I was born in the city of Mannheim. Mm. I grew up in Mannheim. Uh, well, in between, I lived in Amsterdam two years, and uh, but I, I came back to Mannheim because uh, it's my hometown. Mm. And <clears throat> I love this hometown very much. And um, I also started as a student to show my hometown to new students. Right. 
Well, the first step was they were mostly interested in the restaurants and, and the shopping <laughs> things. But um, this was the starting point uh, to think about uh, this is so nice to, uh, to, to show the typical Mannheim um, characteristic mm. to people who are coming newly to Mannheim or even Mannheim uh, natives who are interested in, in the history mm. uh, of Mannheim and also in the Mannheim typical things like, mm. uh, 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 like as I said, uh, the thing with the multicultural um, people we have here, uh, the, the history, uh, the last 400 years um, we, we had um, in connection with this uh, wars, the four big wars we had yeah. in the past. The last war was the World War II, so it, um, it was also very interesting for me to uh, develop um, the, the literature, you know, the, the books we have there are not so much books about Mannheim history right. and uh, World War in Mannheim so you have to search uh, in uh, libraries I uh, by the way I searched uh, as well in um, in the US uh, <coughs> it was in uh, Washington DC because they have also a big archive mm. And uh, the American troops, they made pictures and films, movies when they came to Mannheim right. and you can find there yeah. and you can also buy it. Yeah. And <coughs> so, um, and we had a lot of old people um, to ask about their history when they were young and they were protected during the World War in the bunkers because they can tell us the stories and the feelings they had. Um, uh, which is not written down somehow. Correct. Yeah? So, um, and we, we are also interested and I'm interested to save it yeah? and to write it down. So when I go for early retirement, as I mentioned earlier, I will write a book about that. Right. Yeah? Including pictures and emotions from the people, yes. the stories, the personal stories they had in the bunkers. Because every everyone is telling, okay, it was very... Um, they had a lot of fear in the bunkers as the kids, but that's not right. Yeah, mm. they told me, well, it was cozy. They had friends in the bunkers, which they just met in in the bunkers mm. uh, du uh, during uh, you know the attacks, and um, they t told themselves stories. Mm. And so it's it's different. It's yeah. it's not it's not just panic or something like that. Right. Yeah. Where do you think your interest in history comes from because Georg I'm someone very different mm -hmm. I for most of my life didn't care about reading didn't care about learning mm -hmm. I was well looked after as a child mm -hmm. so I don't have a desire to seek history out only as I become into my early 40s am I trying to kind of rectify this and to give my children now some inspiration to search different meaning mm -hmm. why for you did you become interested in this, in, in, in history, in Mannheim, and in, in searching for the stories that aren't part of the propaganda? Yes, okay, that's a good question. Um, I guess it was, uh, again, my grandma and uh, my father. Mm. They uh, told me it's uh, important to know something about the history of where you are born. Uh, <coughs> it's not just to walk uh, through um, 
you know, the, the streets and the city uh, without recognizing anything. <laughs> yeah. And um, it, it was uh, important for my parents, for my grandpa. And mm -hmm. so I thought to myself, I, or I said to myself, yeah, this is true. I'm, I'm also interested more than normal what is behind the skin, what is the history of the city, not the very old history, let mm -hmm. me say 1,000 years ago, right, it's, it's, right. it's too far away, yeah. but the near history, the last, uh, let me say, 100 to 400 years, especially for, for Mannheim, um, and <clears throat> they inspired me. Yeah. Um, um, I remember I, my grandpa, he, um, he gave me as a gift an old book about Mannheim from uh, 1921 because this was a book from the major major of Mannheim mm. he wrote by himself and he found it somewhere on some somewhere on the flu market mm. and this really book, yes and this was very interesting I have this this book still at home uh, because you know it's a personal description mm. uh, of emotions and you know personal view of this major mayor uh, of the city of Mannheim mm. and uh, this was the starting point I remember when I was 12 or 13 something like that. You know what strikes me as interesting is we've had a, a chat for about an hour before the podcast and I can't help but think that there's a lot of chance there's a chance that you don't that you're not interested because your grandfather father didn't find the book or something else happens and your interest is in another area now what's interesting is you're part of the team who has kind of reinvigorated the bunkers for general public mm -hmm. but it's so easy that you're off in another country doing something because of work and that never happens doesn't that scare you isn't that a worry that it's only through chance or do you think maybe that's that's a good thing maybe maybe us talking today will inspire someone watching or listening to search their own history maybe that's how humanity works right something like that agree yeah, yeah. so it i think it it happens um by chance yeah so it's a um, you start with something which is interesting uh, you can motivate other people yeah. to watch or to come and then sometime in, if you are doing this very you know frequently not just one time mm. um, yeah the the community is growing the community of interested people is growing um, <clears throat> so and um, because it, it's to me I'm doing is now more or less let me say 30 years when mm. I started as a student but it's always interesting you you meet new people like you mm. today uh, you can I can uh, tell my personal stories about Mannheim and then you will carry it out in the world to New Zealand for Correct. instance yeah so and it's 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 never boring somehow mm. it's it's always a new situation interesting situation and it's also the same uh, thing that I can also learn from other people yes. you know when when I uh, last year I had uh, the son here he was 85 years old so an old man mm. but he was the son of a pilot who bombed Mannheim wow. and he came to Mannheim because yeah. he wanted to go on the track on the on the history track of his father mm. and I told him and he told me what his father told him when he saw the first time at night Mannheim mm. uh, out of the plane 
before he started to attack. So it's uh, it's so amazing that it's, you have these connections. Yeah. And he started to cry at the end because uh, he was so. He said, "Oh, I'm so sorry about that, yeah. but well, it's it's part of the history. I and we uh, cannot change it, and that's right. it. It's something yeah. about not saying sorry, but to your responsibility. All of our responsibility is to understand a little bit of our history, right? So mm -hmm. we can." remind ourselves that it can get really bad. Um, one of the stories that you were telling me and I wondered if we could just talk about it was you remember as a kid visiting the bunkers mm -hmm. with your grandfather? Yes. Was it? Because what I didn't know is after World War II, well I knew a lot of men died, but that left a lot of ladies mm -hmm. and children vulnerable maybe to yes. simply the elements. A lot of the houses were ruins, yeah. so they took to the bunkers mm -hmm. for shelter? Yes, so they, they moved to the bunkers um, because uh, every single bunker had single rooms, mm. um, private rooms for the families and so they could rent one room of that yeah. uh, together with the mom with their kids because again as the, the husbands or the men were away somehow or dead mm -hmm. and uh, they lived there, they had um, water supply, uh, they had... Um, They, can, they had bathrooms, you know, there was a kitchen. It was one kitchen, one bunker, but yeah. you could use it, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, you had, mostly there was a doctor, and the doctor had the job to, to visit every bunker every day, <laughs> to, to, to check the people, you know, and so it must be, it, it, it was a kind of paradise in the underground mm -hmm. for the people after World War, because everything was down. Mm -hmm. Uh, from and, the city. And your grandfather was kind of, what, he was in charge of it a little bit? And yes, he was in charge uh, of renting houses and bunkers yes. from the city government. Mm. And he was in charge of that and he was also in charge of that to, uh, to get the money, the, the monthly fee for these single rooms mm. and he had some people he that he, he did it not uh, alone yeah. but he walked very uh, he liked he loved to to walk uh, across the city not to drive they had they had no cars or something like that and um, <clears throat> he liked also to talk with the people you know it was not so stressy like today you have mm. no time <laughs> yeah. uh, time is money blah blah it was not <laughs> yeah. like this and so it was he he loved his job and sometimes he took me after my kindergarten um, he he picked me up and then um, I joined him uh, when he collected all these fees his monies and this was kind of directly after the war so 1946 yeah it was something? it was 1960 right Two, I remember the yep. first time till 1967. Right, okay. Yeah. So that obviously would have had a bit of an impact on you and seeing, um, you know, a, a, a different way of life. So how many years going forward before you asked the mayor if we can reopen this to the public to see? Was this um, kind of in the last few years or when did you kind of have that meeting? Because it, w it wasn't sure that you could reopen them to the public, right? It wasn't sure, yes. Yeah. Um, so let me say back in 10 years, we, I had firstly the idea yeah. and I um, went to the firefighters uh, of Mannheim because uh, today the firefighters are responsible for the keys of the bunkers. Right. 
So, and they said, no, no, it's impossible. You, you know, there's water inside, you cannot go in, there's no light, nothing. Mm. And this was the very, very first try. Mm. Then I had um, a lot uh, to do with my job. I had no capacity, mm. I had to fl fly across the globe. And then I kind of came back six years ago and I tried it again. Mm. And then I thought, okay, I, I it doesn't make sense to ask the firefighters again because yeah, I go to the mayor because he's uh, you know, the top manager of the city. And uh, you know, you have to wait four weeks for an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I asked him and I introduced my project. I had a list yeah. of all the bankers of Mannheim and which we I want to start and which could be interesting. Um, for the people and for me and then he I, I could convince him that we start with the project and uh, he helped me and uh, today we have a key of one bunker which we will now rebuild to a museum to a bunker museum yeah and the idea is to collect all the you know stuff what is inside the other bunkers yeah. uh, to collect it in this one museum what's the strangest thing you've found in one of the bunkers because they're one kind of thing that you thought wow that's that's strange that this is here is it something like painting or yes. like a letter or you know because this was people's homes right and mm -hmm. this was people's um, a lot of people don't imagine that the Germans also were scared right that's always the other way around in history mm -hmm. that it was the Nazis and they were trying to do this mm -hmm. we forget to treat them as humans too which yeah, is yeah. why I'm interested in history. Um, so these were homes. Also, the Americans used the bunkers after the war. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yes. And is there As something a storage? Right. Yeah. So you must have seen all different types of things. Yes. Sizes. So you you see, you know, all these um, tracks, or you know, the, the Americans had their paintings inside mm. and the Germans the paintings are very interesting because the paintings the paintings mostly you can see the the, the, the emotions of the people which they had exactly at that time mm. and the feeling and you know and uh, good or bad feeling so the paintings are very interesting mm. um, but it's also interesting that you can find um, you know from the the airplanes which went down from the US airplanes mm. the, um, the the steel they used to rebuild plates for instance or you know the the bombs the rest mm. of the bombs it was let me say um, uh, dishes they built dishes out of that primitive mm. and we found it in wow. the bunker and this was for me very impressive because this I want to collect mm. and also to show the young people because the young people they have no clue about that. They Correct. cannot imagine. Correct. You know, today the the young people. I have three daughters. Yeah, they're thinking, oh, the money is coming out of the <laughs> uh, out of uh, the clouds or yeah. what? Yeah, and and we have school classes sometimes to mm. show them uh, in this museum. But it's not right. It's not uh, finished right yet. But when we can make this more to to, sh to show the young people what was the situation mm. and how wealthy today our situation is uh, and, 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 and nice yeah. it's a very interesting point because it's so hard to you know I gave you the example before that I'm someone who was well looked after I come from a country that is safe mm -hmm. so 
in some ways it makes sense that I don't care that much for the past because I never knew the past mm-hmm. but I think we need to find a way and my feeling is people like yourself are helping to give more meaning to everyday life yeah because once you have your house and your car and your cell phone and you eat your food every day what else is there yeah, yeah. and I think that's where the depression comes in so mm-hmm. very interesting to mm-hmm. to hear about the past um, maybe a silly question but I'll ask it anyway why in your opinion is it important to learn about history and I know that seems obvious because you need to know what happened in the past but I only ask that because I also need that answer why should someone take time to learn about history mm-hmm. from your opinion um, you know when you study the history I think you can um, you can learn for the future as mm-hmm. well uh, in the history they made a lot of mistakes yep. yeah and it would be nice if you can learn out of these mistakes to make it somehow better or different in future. I will not, will not say better, but different. Yes. And um, my father, he always told me, uh, you can make a mistake, it's okay, but you should not do it a second time, yeah. the same mistake. Yeah. And um, they had very good ideas in the history as well. And most sometimes the ideas are forgotten yeah and uh, you 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 do not follow up on these ideas and this is uh, this is a pity mm-hmm. yeah um so um <clears throat> you uh, a lot of young people they think oh we start from scratch you know <laughs> we we know everything we do not it's there's no need to study the history or something like that and uh, and this is a mistake yeah? we we should take care of the history yeah to to learn or to reflect and to think about is the future the right are these the right steps or the the right projects or you know the right thinking Mm -hmm. and um, uh, then it's not just on the surface everything yeah it's it should be somehow deeper to think about history and the future and and my own activities or I how do I teach my kids or um, this is important for me I I think and it makes such logical sense but I find lots of people don't say that out loud Mm -hmm. we all agree with you but there's a difference between thinking about it and doing it and I think what you're doing is giving people an option to be there feel it touch it exactly because history maybe puts people off by I have to read a book Mm. and it's old Mm. stuff but it's funny when you come here and, and you know we are next to a bunker and you're showing me how people would uh, come down not a staircase but a kind of spherical entrance and that's because people needed to get in fast and it's interesting that they all still work the bunkers are it's an interesting (laughs) point uh, to make it tangible and touchable not just talking or uh, reading Mm. and um, that's a good point I think this is important to do Um, (coughs) to uh, let me say develop it first by my own mm. and to get a vision and ideas and then to make it tangible for other people I think it's that they are motivated to follow up to follow and and, and interested on that it's the solution to you know don't push like 
go there and touch it and like mm. it like it with your mind something like what a museum offers um okay because it's so cold <laughs> we're going to finish up um i have a question i ask every guest and i hope it comes through the right way mm -hmm. um so i ask the guests what's one moment in your life that blew your mind you know and what i mean by that is something that changed how you see the world you know something that influenced you uh maybe in positive or negative but you couldn't see the world the same way you had to look at it it's maybe a piece of information or something you learned or something you saw what's one thing that changed your perspective on how you see the world okay um <clears throat> when my uh, father when he passed away mm. um, i found a box mm. which i never know about the existing of this box and it was a paper box and I found this and um, I asked my mom what is that she said I don't know and so I opened the box and in that box my my father he collected personal uh, diaries and whether my mother than me we never nobody knew that my father wrote every not every day but every week really his personal emotions and ideas about architecture ideas about history future or teaching us his sons we were three sons i have two brothers and uh, this was so amazing for me because i always thought mm, my, my father he is just an architect and he's taking care about the architecture and the building houses and things but that's it and so i was so surprised about uh, this um, this part you know of his emotions and um, mm. part of his life that he wrote it down and i read all it was uh, uh, i found uh, 36 books and i wrote i re read every book mm. yeah his complete history wow so this was very <laughs> i was very impressed about that and i guess that's a nice place to end the feeling mm. that we may think we know everything that's going on mm -hmm. but most likely we don't so yes, yeah. we should leave a little gap for being amazed about the simple things sure, in yes. life or something yeah, like that sure. and, and for me i think that's really nice because it makes life a bit more fun Mm -hmm. like it's boring if everything is so mm -hmm. organized and structured and, mm -hmm. um, but yeah um, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast where can if people are coming to Mannheim and they want to book your services yes. uh, what's the best place for people to follow you and um, follow the Mannheim tours journey what's how well they? we have a, a web page yep. Mannheim tours you can go on the web page you can get in contact uh, there's my email address mm -hmm. Well, it's not my personal email address, it's from Mannheim Tours. We are 15 people, we have two admins, yep. and myself, we, we're checking all the emails every day. And you guys are just, uh, you, you care so much, it's like your hobby, right? Yes. So at the moment, it's, it's, you're it's, not getting money, you get donations? We get donations, yeah. it's my hobby, it's yeah. our hobby, but... Uh, like a duty. It's your duty. Yeah. To because yeah. hobby it's sounds correct. like you making yeah, cars. Yeah, it's more than a hobby. Not, this is what I yeah. want to say. It's more than a hobby, and uh, it's I'm. You, I would say nearly every day I'm affected from this hobby. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah because 
somebody's calling me or somebody is writing to me or we are doing a tour we have every week we have three or four tours mm. with my colleagues so it's more than hobby meanwhile yeah, yeah. but uh, it's it's so nice that's great Georg thanks for your time thank you well we'll see you next time in New Zealand oh yes and I, I, before <laughs> I, that I need to learn some more about my own history because now I know more about the bunkers than my own city and that's not good uh, but to everyone listening and watching Okay. Think, think about your own um, environment, right? And we should yeah. all be learning a bit more. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This message is brought to you by Deadpool. Hi, Deadpool here. I just want to give maximum effort to my favorite Kiwi podcaster, Will Fleming, from Please Blow My Mind. Thank you for blowing my pants. <coughs> I mean mine, Will. If you also want your pants blown, go ahead and rate and review Please Blow My Mind on iTunes right now. And tell them Deadpool sent you. From the bottom of my pants, spank you.